0: Well, convention season is upon us again, and though it sounds sometimes on Surviving Creativity like we're disparaging of conventions, there's one show that we always recommend people check out if they get a chance, and that is Emerald City Comic Con. Uh, It's happening right now as I record this, actually, in Seattle, Washington. ECCC is one of our favorite conventions, and in celebration of the show, we've got a special episode for you this week. Longtime listeners of Surviving Creativity are probably familiar with our short-form interviews uh, in which we ask five questions that we feel really get to the heart of creativity. Uh, we ask interviewees to define success for us. We ask them what is their greatest failure? Uh, what's their process? What's their trick? And to wrap up, we ask for one piece of advice. Several years ago, we hit the convention floor with our mics in hand, and for this week's episode, we've taken some of our favorite interviews from past Emerald City Comic Cons, and we've put them together for your listening enjoyment. So for this episode, we'll be speaking with cartoonist and writer Dylan McConus, writer and novelist Anthony Johnston, journalist and culture editor for The Verge Laura Hudson, writer and educator Jim Zub, cartoonist Meredith McLaren, animation and comic writer Frank Gibson, And to wrap up, we've got illustrator and hidden comedian Joelle Jones. Uh, She she destroys me. She's great. I love her so much. Anyway, we hope you enjoy these micro-interviews. And remember, if you're a patron of Surviving Creativity, be sure to check the Patreon-exclusive RSS feed or the Patreon page for outtakes from last week's episode with John Ying, as well as a bonus episode we'll be posting soon with Scott and John where they talk about their mutual admiration for each other's work and Doctor Who. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this micro-interview episode of Surviving Creativity.
1: McConus, 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 yeah, Mechanis. No, <laughs> that is wrong.
0: Uh, okay, welcome to Surviving Creativity.
1: It's nice to be here
0: for our. This is our first ever convention podcast.
1: How exciting for you! We're
0: at a convention. You can hear the convention in the background. You can. It's. Uh, it's not bad, though. It's nice, right?
1: No. Uh, yesterday it was a lot more pounding '80s tunes from a nearby booth. <laughs> so today feels tranquil by comparison. Uh,
0: well, look, we've got a series of questions right. that we ask everybody. Have fire, you seen fire. inside? Oh. Have you seen inside the actor studio? Yes, I have. It's similar to that, yeah. only these are better questions. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right.
1: I'm interested. You, it, you've hooked me. This
0: is good stuff. Okay, so we ask this of everybody. Right. There's no wrong answer. Okay. And please just, whatever comes to your mind, be it a story or a single word or whatever, okay?
1: Okay, I can do this. Okay,
0: so the first question is, define for me success.
1: Getting to do what you want.
0: Whatever that is. Yeah. That's a good definition. A good definition of success. Okay, Uh, tell me about your greatest failure.
1: Uh, I screwed up a print run of 2,000 books to the tune of (laughs) $7,000. Uh, and it was because I, I was working too hard. Like, I couldn't see mistakes anymore because I was so exhausted. And so I, I had to pay for reprinting that entire run of books out of pocket. It was really shattering at the time.
0: But you learned from it?
1: I did. I learned all sorts of valuable things from it, like how not to freak out in the face of calamity, uh, that you can get over just about anything, that, you know, those financial reserves are really important, uh, and that also you can't, you can't do it all by yourself when you get to a certain volume you need to hire qualified help and that that there's you're not failing because you're not doing it all yourself
0: it's okay to ask for help
1: yeah it's in fact critical there is a point of success where if you are doing it all by yourself you are actually injuring yourself
0: (laughs) tell us about your process
1: which process yours like making a salad or...
0: Whatever you want to tell us. Like
1: getting up in the morning, uh, how I apply eyeliner, which is badly. I should watch some tutorials.
0: It's, it's totally up to you. It's just your process, you. What makes you tick?
1: Uh, I don't like to do things the same way twice, which makes my process explanations useless for the public. Uh, I just like to have a whole bunch of things going on all at the same time so that if a process isn't working for me, I can shift over to another process. Uh, and if a project evolves over the course of time, I like that I can change it without you know, feeling like I'm throwing everything overboard. So, um,
0: That's interesting.
1: Yeah. I think so too.
0: Not a lot of people do that.
1: No. I like working in a variety of different ways. Otherwise, I get bored. I need to be climbing a sheer vertical surface at all times. <laughs>
0: Uh, what's your trick?
1: My trick? Um, I do a really good dolphin impression. That's Can we
0: hear it? I want to hear the dolphin impression.
1: No, it's, it would blow out your microphone. I'll only do. i back up. No, I only do it for people in person at shows when they ask. <laughs> and I haven't mentioned it online in years, but I still get people asking me for my dolphin impression at shows. It's great.
0: You're going to get it again now because of the. this is going to go out, and at the next show you're going to get a whole round of dolphin impression requests.
1: I know. I'm putting it back into the world. I'm going to see if anybody takes me up on it. I charge a quarter, though. People have to give me a quarter to get the dolphin impression.
0: I think you're charging too little.
1: Oh, you think my rates have gone up in, in the, the interim? <laughs> my, my updated rates for 2014, 50 cents now. That's 50.
0: Right. It's double the rate.
1: Yeah, I want a shiny half dollar in my palm before you get Flipper. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Uh, one piece of advice.
1: Bring a banana to every convention you attend. You uh, You will need it. And the potassium helps your hands uh, stop shaking from all the coffee you've pounded.
0: Thank you so much. Tell us uh, about your work and where people can find you.
1: You can find me online at DylanMcConus.com. I'm the creator of several independent graphic novels as well as a writer for Scott Kurtz's PVP.
0: Thank you so much. Come back. Will you be on the show with us? Will you just do an episode with us?
1: I will, since you asked so nicely. Thank you, Dylan. (laughs) Bye, Corey.
0: Anthony Johnson. Hi. Hi. It's, we're getting very close together. Now. Oh, yes, yeah, very close. <laughs> We've been Sorry. very close for a number of years now. It's true. How are you? I'm very well, thank Welcome you. Welcome to Surviving Creativity. Thank you.
2: Uh, tell us a little bit about it yourself. I am a uh, writer of comic books and video games, uh, best known for the post-apocalyptic series Wasteland and the video games Dead Space and Zombie U.
0: That's excellent.
2: Thank, thank you, you, you
0: so much for being on the show.
2: Oh, I'm glad fun. to be here. Uh,
0: how are you enjoying Emerald City Comic Con?
2: I'm enjoying it a lot. Uh, the weather is basically the same as England, so I feel right at home. <laughs> Uh, Anthony, we have five questions that we ask uh, everyone, and I would like to ask those questions
0: of you right now. I am ready. There, is, there are no right or wrong answers. You no. say that now. I, it's true. <laughs> uh,
2: first of all, please define for me success. Success is, success is being able to sleep at night, preferably <laughs> with somebody that you love, uh, with a roof over your head, yeah. and knowing that you are doing good in the world.
0: You could have my favorite answer to date on this on this, on this uh, list of questions. Excellent.
2: Uh, tell me a story about your greatest failure. Wow. You know that's really hard to say because I'm one of those people who believes that uh, every path. I don't believe in destiny, but I if you. Look back far enough, you know, on my career, you could say, well, if I hadn't done that, or if I hadn't met that person, or if I hadn't said this thing to that person, I would not be here today. So I have no regrets. I don't really think of, you know, the past events in that sense. Nevertheless, I did want to be uh, a heavy metal singer, and I never quite managed that. So I guess that would be my greatest failure.
0: <laughs> I love that answer. We're we're firm believers here that
2: uh, the path to success is paved with failure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred failures for every success. And that's how you learn. You don't learn by success. You learn by failing. Uh, And by then looking at that, you know, sort of creative failure and thinking, okay, what did I do wrong? How could I do it better? And uh, most of the time, the people who uh, read or watch or listen or whatever you do to the thing that you make won't even see those mistakes. They won't see them as failures, but you know what didn't happen. You know what you wanted to do that didn't quite turn out right and it'll, it, it eats at you and it bugs you and that's what drives you forward. That's why you then make something new to try and do it better next time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, tell us, uh, what is your process? <laughs> if you really want to know my process, you need to go to my website where I have like a 6,000 <laughs> word articles about this very subject. I'm a big process junkie. Um, basically, I, I start small with you know a rough outline, and then I fill in the details and build and build in layers. Uh, that's the that's the very short version. <laughs> okay, uh, and I'll give you a chance later to
0: tell us all about your website. Uh, let's see what were we on? Uh, process, right? Uh, what's your
2: trick? Wow. Now that's a pretty open-ended question. Yeah. Uh, my trick? Yeah. You know, I'm I'm not even sure what to say to that. Uh, I try to work with as few tricks as possible. I guess, you know, I have techniques and sort of maybe ticks that I fall back on, but I try to be honest with my art and with my audience. Um, you know, I try not to be cynical in that sense. One piece of advice, never give up.
0: It's an excellent that's piece it. of advice. That's yeah, it. That's, it's that's it. simple. <laughs> Thank you so
2: much. All right, free plug time. Wherever you want to send these people, Tell them where to go. All right. Well, my personal website is anthonyjohnston.com. That's A-N-T-O-N-Y-J-O-H-N-S-T-O-N.com. And from there, you'll then find links to uh, sites that I have for my books like Umbral and The Fuse and Wasteland and more about me. You can read about my process, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. Um, Yeah, more than you ever really wanted to know. And if you follow the links to Instagram, you can also see lots and lots of pictures of my dogs. Thank you so much, Anthony. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. Uh, my pleasure. It's always good to see you, Corey. Thanks, man.
0: Hi, Laura Hudson. Hello. Welcome to Surviving Creativity.
3: It's great to be here.
0: We're currently kneeling on a convention
3: floor. <laughs> we are. We are kneeling in the middle of uh, Emerald City Comic Con. Uh, exciting times. Exciting times. Uh, but I hear you have a few questions for me.
0: I do. Real quick first uh, for our listeners, please tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do.
3: Oh, sure. Uh, My name's uh, Laura Hudson. I write primarily about entertainment and culture, including comics.
0: That's fantastic. Uh, So we have five questions that we ask all of our creators, uh, and you can answer these questions however you want, and there's no right or wrong answer, and you just answer whatever comes into your head first, okay? So the first question is, please define for me success.
3: Uh, success. I think to some degree it's defined by happiness, right? I think that it's something that has to be determined by an internal barometer and not an external narrative. And I think a lot of people buy into that notion that like every year you have to be making more money or have something cool to say at a party about what you're doing now that you weren't doing before. I think for some people that does mean success and that is what makes them happy. I think that's not true for everybody. When I was uh, 18 uh, in my college yearbook, they asked us where we would be 10 years from then. And I remember I said happy. That was what I wanted. That's, That's
0: a I great did. answer.
3: Thank you. Okay, cool.
0: uh, okay, so excellent answer to question number one. That's probably the hardest one. Feeling all right? Feeling great. Okay. Uh, tell me a story about your greatest failure.
3: Wow, my greatest... You, oh, so the first <laughs> one was the hardest one? My greatest failure. Um, I, this is going to be one of those interview questions sort of answers where it's like, it was because I was like too productive. That's like my greatest flaw. I think... Um, I think this is maybe related to the first, I think one of my failures is that it's really difficult for me to accept uh, giving less than 100% at things, and it's really difficult for me to say no to things, and I think it's easy to get overloaded, and then all of a sudden you have way too many things, more than any human being can do, uh, and you want to do it all as well as you can, and I I think there have been times in my life where I've hit walls where I really felt like I, I can't do this anymore. There's no way for me to do this. I think the failure there for me was just in terms of management, taking on too much, uh, more than I could handle, and, and not knowing how to manage that. I don't think I failed in any individual thing so badly, but my life as a whole was not manageable, and that was not okay, and that's, that's just something I've been thinking about lately.
0: That's some interesting thought. Yeah. Uh, I will point out, though, that on Surviving Creativity, we say this a lot, uh, the road to success is paved with failure. That is our personal belief. So there, there are no true failures. You learn from everything that happens.
3: Well, and also that I think that in a lot of those moments externally, I looked very successful, you know, and by some measures, you know, was. Right. But I, I, I felt constantly like I was failing, you know, and I think that that's probably more important than the external perception.
0: That's why we asked the first question first.
3: I see, it's all rich tapestry. <laughs>
0: it's a trick, it's all a trick. Uh, let's see, tell us about your process.
3: Uh, my process I guess it depends on you know for what you know I've worked as an editor uh, I work primarily as a writer now um, a lot of times I'll come at something if I'm writing something often I just start I start wherever I can you know like I people sit there and you know kill themselves trying to write the lead to a story you don't have to start with a lead you know sometimes I'll write the kicker first or I'll be like oh this one's gonna be great when you know when you get to the end the yeah. kicker's just gonna be awesome uh, you start wood you know wherever you find your way in, uh, and you and I do that a lot, and then you build the structure from there. Or at least that's my process. That's how I do it.
0: It's a great process. I love it. Thank you. What's your trick?
3: Uh, my trick. Uh, I think my trick is that I don't know if I make it look easy. I think sometimes <laughs> people. I don't know. It's. I I think it's harder than it looks sometimes, but I think that that's true of everybody. I think that part of being cool and part of seeming successful is trying to not only do amazing things, but make it seem effortless. You know, I think that's the trick. And I think everybody is attempting to perform this trick. Uh, And to some degree, I I think I am too. But, you know, the truth is that it's hard. I mean, not in a way that it's bad or that I'm really complaining about, but that it's behind every person is someone who has insecurities and feels like they're failing sometimes. And it's, it's, I think, almost never effortless.
0: I like that answer. That's a good answer. That's my favorite trick answer today. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I might have said that more than once, just I warning mean, you when it comes up. That's
3: what you tell all the girls, Corey. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, uh, one last question. Please give us a piece of advice.
3: Hmm, about creativity or about anything? It's your question. Hmm. Be happy. Don't be afraid to work less at a certain point. I, I think you need to, for a lot of people, there are things that they want to achieve in their life in order to feel complete in order to feel whole but like at the end of the day i don't know maybe this is my stage of life thing but like don't be afraid to step back if you can if you're able to and and work less and uh devote time to the people in your life that like aren't going to give you retweets you know that like (laughs) you know what i mean like i
0: i know exactly what you mean
3: and and i because ultimately i there's an emptiness you know to the to online popularity and, and to certain external measures of success and if you do it long enough like you're not going to feel satisfied and at the end of the day what you're left with is those people in your life and the time that you spent with them and that's it
0: that's fantastic thank you so much for joining us here
3: oh thank you for convincing me to come over here and talk to you I'm all delighted. right
0: because you uh, answered our five questions you get a chance to send our listeners wherever you want to send them what do you want to plug it? Uh,
3: like by magic up to you hmm I'm trying to, to. You mean like on my like a website of mine? Or?
0: It's whatever you want. I,
3: just, I try always try. I want to know parameters because I want to. <laughs> I want to get the right answer. Um, I would say, let me. Hmm.
0: The, it's this is the first question that has stumped you, and it's basically <laughs> what do you want people? What do you want people to see of your crap? Or where, where do you want them to go? What do you want them to do?
3: I don't like to tell people what to do for the most part. That's not <laughs> not really in my jam. Um, I guess if I were going to tell people to go anywhere or do anything, um, I yeah, I don't want to tell you what to do, man. Do whatever you want to do.
0: Do whatever Hi, you want to do.
3: I'm, I'm Laura, L-A-U-R-A underscore Hudson, H-U-D-S-O-N on Twitter. It's up to you, man.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Jim Zub? Do you, Zub or Zubkovich? You just Zub. do Zub? Jim Zub? Zub. All right. Uh, that was my reference, not yours. Uh, Jim Zopkovic. <laughs> <laughs> he
4: just immediately rolls in it. A- All right,
0: take take four. Take seven. Jim <laughs> Hey, man, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm ready
4: for a nap. Already? It's just Sunday afternoon here at Emerald City <laughs> Comic Con. Uh, welcome to
0: Surviving Creativity. Oh, thank you for having me. I want you to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself.
4: Um, I am a comic writer and artist, uh, art instructor based out of Toronto, Canada, but don't hold that against me. And uh, I've been in this business now for, oh God, coming up on 13 years, starting in animation, moving over to uh, comics, uh, web comics and uh, art production, art direction. And now I'm doing a lot more writing. So yeah, it's been a a varied career. (laughs) Excellent.
0: Uh, So on Surviving Creativity... Uh, we have our creators on and we ask them five questions Okay. and uh, there are no right or wrong answers. You can answer these questions however you choose uh, or whatever happens to come to your mind at the time. Don't think too much about it. So uh, I would like to ask you those five questions. Is that all right? Is that one of the questions? No, no, that's that's some <laughs> question. A question zero is, are you OK with this? <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, Jim, please, for me, define success. Being able to do work
4: that you're proud of on your own terms and be financially set enough to choose the projects and opportunities that you want rather than feeling like you have to grab whatever comes your way.
0: It's interesting to me that you added the uh, the financial caveat because very few people have put that in there. Well, I think that,
4: you know, having... A, Maybe it's just because I'm so pragmatic, but I love I love being able to not only do what I want to do, but not be afraid of of taking risks. And I think that I know people talk about you know pursuing your dreams and going at any cost, but there is a cost involved. You have to live your life, and you have to you know if you can't eat it's all well and good to say that you're creating art and it's all well and good to say that you're doing something you love, but you do need to keep the lights on. And I think that that's that's viable and real. And one of the reasons why it took me a while to start doing my own work on my own terms is because I needed to learn and build up uh, not only a nest egg, but also sort of an experience, I think nest egg, before I was really able to step out and and take those risks, you know, confidently.
0: Uh, Question the second. Please uh, tell us a story about your greatest failure. Oh, good Lord, what kind of... <laughs> this is not happy stuff going on.
4: Jeez. Um, now you're getting all deep, right, to cutting to the oh, core really? here. Uh, I m- Multiple times where I have cut myself uh, short on, on working on things that were something that I knew right from the get-go would not go well but I felt like it was important whether it was to please someone else or to please I don't know like like just not having the the courage to stand up and go this is not going well or this isn't gonna work properly and that's not to say that you shouldn't compromise because there is compromise is a part of the creative process but when something is going so horrifically wrong and you are sort of a willing party just just along for the ride there are times if you're a freelancer or you're very low on the totem pole where you're not going to have that kind of control, but I've been in a spot where I should have spoken up and I and I was too afraid. And I was too afraid of of I don't know, afraid of, I didn't have the uh, my own confidence. And then realizing it wasn't going to work, watching it not go well, and then finishing it off and no one's happy and it, it and realizing that that the entire way through that voice in the back of my head was calling out and saying do something <laughs> and i just went no no i'll just lie here you know i right. uh, and it doesn't happen very often now but uh, it does teach you things
0: regardless yeah. Yeah. well and that, that's the interesting point and we bring this up a lot and i'm sure everyone listening to this is just <laughs> sick to fucking death of hearing me say it but it really is failure is the key to success it's the it's the road to success and yeah. and learning what you did about that now I'm sure on any <laughs> given project if if that tiny voice in the back of your brain starts saying
2: shit, shit, yeah. shit
0: mm-hmm. I mean
4: you do get a, an instinct whether it's a social instinct or a business instinct the more that you do and you you know so much of this industry is about relationships and trust and it's about imparting trust and it's also about getting trust from other people and, and being able to work well with them and know that you're working with the right people yeah. and that is something that You really do build up over time and over experience. And and the opposite, when the alarm bell goes off, recognizing it and then knowing what to do about it. What is your process? It's a very broad term.
0: Intentionally broad.
4: Yeah. I start at the macro and work to the micro. So big concept or big what is my goal, as in like I'm going to tell this story and it is about this. And when I say about this, I don't mean like these plot points. I mean, this is what message or theme that I have that is important to me that I want to impart. And then you go from that big picture idea and you start to break it down into, well, what's it going to be? Is it going to be a comic? Is it going to be animation? Is it going to be what art style is going to fit best for it? What are the granular little things? And so you go from the big to the small and so I try and break it into bite-sized pieces that I can then organize and understand yeah. until you get it focused down to the actual production of the thing. So big to little. Big to little,
0: yeah. yeah. No, that's a fantastic process, we've heard that more than once now.
4: Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh,
0: what is your trick?
4: Good question again, the silence. Wish you could see <laughs> the screwed up thinking gears turning in my head right now on this podcast. Um, my trick? I know it sounds really corny. There's two things I can sort of say. So there's that thing they say, fake it till you make it, right? There is a, if you are, if you speak with confidence, people want to work with others that believe in what they're doing. And you have to believe in what you're doing and impart that confidence to other people. Some of the most nervous interactions I've had Like, you know, I want a retching vomit. I'm going into a big pitch meeting or something like that. you got to purge that from your body and walk in there and say, this is what I believe and this is why I think it'll work. And be open to the feedback and be open to communication, but step strongly forward so that they want you to carry through on it. Part of pitching is what you're pitching, and part of it is who you are. Are you the person that can do the thing you're telling us? And so you have to walk in there like, you know, it's not like I am the tiger, but there's an element of it where you've got to be this is why I think it will work. And even if they walk away and they say it's not the one we want to do, ideally they go, "But you're the person we want to do something with because of who you are." Right. And then the other one that I always say is people say, "You know, write what you know." And I think that's half a statement. Right. Write what you know and try to know a lot. Yeah. So have as many varied experiences as you can. Interact with people, travel, open yourself up and empathize with others so that when you create stories you're not just navel-gazing at your own self but you are broadening your experiences and opening yourself up to new ideas. Yeah. Write what you know and try to know as much as you can.
0: That's good. Give us one piece of advice.
4: That was the one I just gave you. Just re-edit the <laughs> questions so that you can take that one and put it after there. Right? Yeah, what yeah. you know, know. Yeah. And then don't put this part in Edit back. We're good.
0: We don't, we don't do a lot of editing.
4: Well, then, that was my advice. Just roll the tape back, and we're all good.
0: Thank you so much, Jim. And uh, for answering our five questions, please, you, this is your chance to plug whatever you like and send our listeners wherever you want to send them.
4: Oh, good God. Okay, so go to, uh, easiest one, go to jimzub.com, J-I-M-Z-U-B.com. You can see uh, all sorts of comic book uh, projects I'm working on. I would love to walk through all of those because I'm doing like eight different things. But doing work for Marvel, DC, uh, Dark Horse, Image, IDW, Dynamite. It's like a bingo card of the comic business. Um, But probably what I'm known best for is Skull Kickers, which you can also find at skullkickers.com. It's an action fantasy comedy. The Hobbit meets The Hangover style ridiculous. Uh, You can read uh, old issues free online, get hooked, and then um, check us out. Thank you so much, Jim. My pleasure.
0: Hi, Meredith McLaren. Hi. How are you?
5: I'm good. How are you?
0: Are you enjoying uh, the final day of Emerald City Comic Con?
5: I am. I am lucid. This is good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You haven't lost it yet?
5: Not yet, no. I still have to get on a plane. I have to keep it together. Sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, Well, Meredith, for our listeners, uh, please tell us a little bit about yourself.
5: Uh, Yeah. I do a webcomic called Hinges, and I also do some work for Boom Studio, Adventure Time, the like. And I also do a comic for Oni Press called Hopeless Savages, at least the fourth volume, and Dark Horse. So, yeah.
0: That's fantastic. Welcome to Surviving Creativity.
5: Nice to be here. (laughs)
0: Uh, we ask all of our creators five questions, okay. and there are no right or wrong answers. You can answer them what, however you feel, whatever comes to your mind. All right. Are you ready? No. <laughs> the first question, you don't have to be ready. Uh, the first question, please define for me success.
5: Uh, success for me, um, it's not being comfortable, I suppose, because that's not a good place to be, generally, in creativity. <laughs> uh, it's, yes. For me, it would be having the option to go off and travel places and do my work comfortably and not use that word, damn it. Um, (laughs) To to be able to travel and do my work simultaneously, yeah, that's what I really want.
0: That's a good answer. I like that.
5: Yeah. Thank you.
0: Tell me about your greatest failure.
5: My greatest failure, oh, (laughs) Christ. Here's the thing. I'm really forgetful about things that don't go well. Like, that propels me forward.
0: (laughs) Listen, and we talk about this a lot, and I'm sure our listeners are are tired of me saying this, but we really believe in success by failure, right? And that the reason we think this question is so hard for so many people in our field is it's hard to identify a failure because we, those of us who are moving forward, tend to see failures as just stepping stones to the next thing. If that hadn't happened, this wouldn't happen that kind of
5: Yeah, it's exactly that. Like, if I say do a exploratory print run or something to see how that does, and at the end I have to like give the prints away because nobody's nobody's biting, then that's still a learning experience. You know, you you work from that. Um, I really nothing is springing to mind. Like everything's pretty much worked out for me in one way or the other. Um, can we come back to this question?
0: <laughs> no, that I think you gave a very acceptable answer. Oh,
5: okay, if that, <laughs> that works, I get a passing grade. Pass. Okay. It's a pass fail uh, course.
0: Yeah. So. All, all questions are passed, though. You don't have to do anything. Okay. Uh, tell me about your process.
5: Um, my process, uh, it varies on everything. So, with prints, it's what do I think will appeal? Like it's what it's really purely sales driven with prints and stuff. Um, with books I'll usually have a story percolating for a couple years I won't go forward with anything until I know I have an ending for it or I feel like I have something meaningful to say at the end of it Um, after that if I've got a, a good way forward I'll usually break it down into arcs, tackle each arc separately, not all at once and then each each little Chunk that I can break it down into. I just keep breaking it, breaking it down until I can, you know, bite it.
0: Until it's manageable.
5: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, pages. I usually, I'll usually do the. Um, I think it's called the Marvel format of scripting. It's, I don't know that many people are doing it anymore, but it's basically a very brief descriptor of what happens on each page, and then the writer would leave it up to the artist when it was used at the big house. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think that's an appropriate name.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um,
5: but, yeah, so I won't figure out dialogue until I've actually finished the page. I'll know what needs to be said. Uh, from there, it's just... Uh, Thumbnail an entire chapter, pencils, inks, colors, and usually two to three page chunks. Uh,
0: cool. Yeah. Uh, tell us what is your trick.
5: Uh, cuteness sells. <laughs> <laughs> cuteness sells very well, um, and then also, like I said earlier, breaking everything down into ma- manageable chunks. That's pretty much all I do. All right. Yeah.
0: Give us one piece of advice.
5: Um. If it if you're really struggling to make your time t- tables work for you, uh, and this is speaking on deadlines you give yourself, um, you know, don't fight it quite as much. It's your subconscious is trying to tell you something. You need to get out and play. You need to do other things. You need to surf the web and look at cat videos for fifteen minutes. <laughs> um, Break it down into like two-hour chunks your day, and what's going to go in each each two hours. You know, you're more efficient if you can if you've gotten it out of your system sure. first. So, yeah,
0: I like that. That is both uh, a good trick and a good piece of advice.
5: Yeah, exactly. Um, if you if you know how you work too with this system, it makes it so much easier to ask for deadlines with editors and books that will not kill you. Right. Because they want to know what works for you, too. They don't want to be uh, chasing you down. Nice.
0: Thank you so much for answering our questions. Thank you for being on the show.
5: Was that all of them? Oh.
0: That was it. That was all five questions. Awesome. Uh, I would uh, advise you, though, right now, since you answered our five questions, please send people wherever you want to send them. Plug whatever you want to plug.
5: Yes, that would be wise. Um, <laughs> I, you can find me at Meredith McLaren, uh, M-E-R-E-D-I-T-H, M-C-C-L-A-R-E-N. Uh, tumblr.com and then you can also find my webcomic hinges at hingescomic.blogspot.com
0: thank you so much you're welcome i am here with frank gibson <laughs> See, i pronounced that so well <laughs> there you go. Uh, you go great. frank thank you so much for coming and surviving creativity
6: no oh, thanks for having me man
0: uh, first tell our audience a little bit about yourself and what you do
6: um, I am a comic book writer. I've been writing uh, comics, mostly online comics, for uh, six or seven years now. i must know known for uh, Tiny Kitten Teeth and Tiger Butter, but most recently uh, Capture Creatures, uh, which I wrote with my partner Becky. And that's a 151 creature project, kind of like Pokemon, where we just spent time coming up with our own stuff. So yeah, I, I have fingers in many pies or pots or places.
0: You're a multi-pied man. Uh, so, for surviving creativity, we have creative types like yourself on, and we ask five questions. And from these five questions, we're able to map your psyche. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> I I didn't agree to this. <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's not one hundred percent true. Uh, we we sort of believe that with these five questions, we will understand how you survive uh, your own creativity.
6: Okay. Uh, I don't know any of these questions in advance, so I'm actually got a, l- a little scared now. So let's look. Let- uh,
0: this is kind of what's great about Emerald City is that uh, most people have not heard these questions yet. Now, obviously, uh, as the show goes on and uh, as more episodes are posted of the show, as creators come on, they'll know the questions in advance and they'll think of really interesting stuff. So, for now, we're trying to hit everybody that we can
6: <laughs> before they get a chance to think about it. That's great. It's like I—I figure it's gonna be like one of those job interview situations where you're like, "Oh, what are your uh, what are your weaknesses?" It's like, "Oh yeah, I work too hard," right? <laughs> like, like.
0: We've intentionally avoided all of those terrible questions.
6: Okay, good, good. That's wonderful. Right.
0: The first question is probably the hardest. Are you ready? All right. Question the first. Uh, Please define for me
6: success. Uh, Success for me is I get to live in a house uh, with my lovely partner and I get to pay my bills and I'm not afraid. (laughs) That's a great definition of success. Yeah, it's, uh, that's all I've ever wanted, was just like, to do this stuff and not be scared. And sometimes I'm still scared, so I feel unsuccessful. But other times, I'm not scared, and that's when the success comes in.
0: That leads me right into our uh, second second question. Question the second. Uh, tell me a story about your greatest failure.
6: Oh, man. Dude, we, we've got some, we got some time for this one, right? Um, <laughs> as long as you need. Well, I'm just like ranking my failures like in my mind right now. Um, so I have this thing where I... Okay, so I've done other web comics and they're bad, and I stopped them. Uh, I've had me on creative teams where uh, artists disappear, like, just boop, in the air, and we have a comic we've committed for, like, six months, and it's just gone and it's dropped. Um, for me, the failures that I find are all the things that I want to do and I can't. Like, there's a video game I want... There's actually a couple video games I want to do that I started to, like, get production stuff together for, but I don't know anything about it, and I'm reliant on like a lot of other people, and they fall by the wayside, and like I tell people, like people come up to us at the booth, and they're just like, "Oh, I really like this book," and I'm just like, "Yeah, I'm working on a sequel. I've been saying that for four years," and it's uh, a <laughs> these these are my day-to-day failures, and they kind of like begin to stack up. Like I have a whiteboard with all my projects on it, and some of those projects aren't going away, even though they're finite things. Uh, yeah, so I fail regularly, uh, but I haven't had like a haven't had a big, big one, like in my life in general. Yeah, like dropping out of my masters—that was a big failure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but here's and here's something that we really focus on in this show: is that uh, we're firm believers in that the the road to success is sort of paved with failure, and that from every uh, we ourselves have trouble answering this question because people like us don't really see failure in that way. It's a failure is just a learning experience to get to the thing that is our
6: success. And it's just like, when you're working on a project and it doesn't do that well, you actually have a couple of options with it. Like for me, it's like when we started out Comic, we had no traction whatsoever. And the learning experiences are kind of like, they're fairly organic. So it's like, you may not take away a whole lot at the time, but you can analyze it for a while, but it's good to get like a little bit of distance from it and just like let it inform the rest of your decisions. I've signed some crappy contracts too. That's actually i had forgotten about that. I really, <laughs> We talked
0: bad, all about that a couple episodes ago.
6: Yeah. Oh, I signed some bad contracts. I've been offered some bad contracts. I've been offered good contracts too that I haven't signed uh, because I didn't know any better. It's yeah. I'm glad I have an agent now <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't know what I was doing. It was yeah, it was a rough time. Uh, question the third. What is your process? My process is really difficult because I am one of the people who wants to write with like form and the kind of process that other writers go through. Because I see other writers and I, I look up to a lot of writers. I kind of have the imposter syndrome thing where I'm just like, oh my God, I have no idea what I'm doing. I just tricked someone into hiring me for this project kind of deal. And I try and break things down the way other writers do. And it doesn't work a lot of the time. Uh, for me... I write best when I'm happy. Uh, if I'm stressed out about work stuff and like, as a person who's like self-employed and I do a lot of like uh, projects myself, that stress can bleed over into the work. I find that very difficult, but I go to a cafe, brainstorm out stuff, It's near my house, walk down there, crank some stuff out, come back to the house, second draft, third draft, and then done. I do not go back. I don't look at it again. I submitted a script that I didn't even reread on Thursday. <laughs> Because I just, like, it had to go. It had to go. I wasn't happy, but it had to go. And I know that in like a few months, number one, either I won't care or I'll be disappointed in it. But most of the time, I don't care. Usually it's fine. People say they like it. And if they don't, well, then just chalk it up to... Uh you know experience it's one of those failure experiences yeah and like it doesn't and like a failure doesn't have to just be like a like a complete like explosion or anything like that it can be small like that i wrote an ending to a story and i was like that's kind of abrupt and i'm not entirely happy with it but you know it had to be done and i'm glad i made it because the alternative was it didn't get finished right. i missed my deadline i'm disappointed a lot of people and maybe sometimes it's a little bit better to disappoint yourself like just a little bit kind of like even things out. I like that. As a creator, it, it's maybe it's
0: better to disappoint yourself than to disappoint an audience or a reader or a fan.
6: Yeah, and the thing is, like we all go through these processes. We look at our work, and we're just like, maybe it isn't that good. Maybe I've done this wrong, and perhaps you have. But at the same time, I'm sure like once you're going like enrolling with this stuff, once you produce a few things that you really like and other people really like, it'll be fine. It'll all be fine people shouldn't worry so much because I know I did and sometimes I still do but yeah these days I'm kind of taking it pretty easy <laughs> uh what is your trick my trick man I don't know working with an incredibly talented artist like Becky <laughs> Becky Drystadt, that's my trick it's just like hey the script isn't very good let's just take some art and elevate it <laughs> like oh and that that is the grand trick of comic writing and there are some comic writers who like, disagree with me wholeheartedly. I write loose scripts, I work with excellent people, and I let them do whatever they want with it. I let them go nuts with it. Because, like, yeah, sometimes I have a vision for something. But when you're collaborating with someone else, let them do the work, too. Like, let them work this out. Because a lot of comic artists, especially, they're writers as well. They're people who are, like, I can only do half the job. My job is not even necessary when it comes down to it. They can do it themselves. So it's just like, let them do it. And people get so much more out of it. Everyone's happier. And yeah, maybe it doesn't look the way it did in my head, but if I wanted to look the way it did in my head, then I would have made it myself. Yeah.
0: Do you find that it, it works with comics as well as animations? Do you think that everything should be a more collaborative process?
6: Uh, yeah. Like, I understand some people have like a solitary vision. And like you have, like a Jeff Smith who goes out and he, like, well, when it was black and white, it was just him every aspect was him, and that's amazing and perfect, but that's not for everybody, and it's often not for people who want to be incredibly prolific. Like, I want to produce a lot of work. So there's some projects that are very close to my heart, and Becky and I work very closely together on it. We go back and forth. But like, for example, on Gumball, which I just started, it's just like, I do a script, I hand it to Tyson. Tyson adds jokes, Tyson stages it all. He breaks it down into panels because he didn't want me to panel it out. And I'm doing less work with a better final product and that's all you can see and like that's, that's all that matters if it's like man my joke didn't get in there who cares <laughs> like working in animation especially your stuff is not going in there it's like they take your joke and they turn it into their own joke and you you're just you're a brick you're a foundation that other people build upon and if you're comfortable with that I feel like that's probably the easiest way to get success in this rather than like, I know people who are just like, man, they changed this, they changed that and they fight it and they fight it all the way. And like, I understand if they're making something worse, but there's a difference between like something being worse and something not being yours. Right, Well, and worse is subjective. Exactly. Holy subjective. Oh yeah, completely. And like a lot of creators are just like, man, they really ruined my joke there and maybe that joke was ruined but there's so many other things you can take away from it rather than it's just like, it's just not my way. Because whenever you work with anyone else, especially animation, because there are like sometimes hundreds of people involved in the production, people you'll never even meet. And it's just like, let them do their job. That's what I I do. That's my trick. It's just like, yeah, like I'll go this far. You guys take the rest of the way and I kind of kick back and just let it happen.
0: (laughs) That's fantastic. Uh, Last question.
6: One piece of advice. Uh... It's it's so lame though. It's a uh, persistence, persistence. Uh, I talked about this a little bit earlier. It's just like the only reason I have been able to do anything is I'm too dumb to quit most of the time. Yeah. It's just like I just keep on going, keep on going. I've like I've got projects that I do just because I want to do them, and they not necessarily earn me that much money. And it's just about, I just keep on going, keep on going. I moved to LA on a whim because I wanted to get involved with cartoons and make more comics and meet more people. I just did it. I was yeah, just keep on going. Like if you never stop, then you know, you can't say you failed. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Don't stop, don't fail. Yeah, yeah. The project never ends, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just like, guys, keep on going. And I have like a lot of friends who are like trying to break into art and they're brilliant artists, but they might be a little bit too particular and they might take a little bit too long. Certain people can get away with that. But for the most part, it's just, you need to be putting your work out there all the time. And if people don't like it, do something else and keep on going and keep on going. And I kept on going. Hey, I might not be great at whatever I do. Like, that's up to other people to decide. But it's just like, yeah, I just kept on going and I keep on going. And I keep on getting new projects.
0: <laughs> that's fantastic advice. Thank you so much, Frank. And uh, for answering our five questions, I'm going to give you an opportunity to plug whatever you want to plug and send uh, listeners wherever you want to send them.
6: Oh, yeah. Well, like at the moment, we're uh, just polishing off Capture Creatures. Uh, we just released a 300 page hardcover. Uh, that's out now with Chapotico. And we're doing Tiny Kitten Teeth. That's a webcomic we've been working on for four years. We don't update that much lately. And yeah uh you got a url you want to send people to uh yeah let's go with beckyandfrank.com
0: beckyandfrank.com thank you so much frank thank you cory joel jones how are you
7: i'm good how are you i'm doing very well <laughs> <laughs> how's emerald
0: city comment on treating you
7: it's all right yeah. yeah
0: are you ready to go home
7: yep <laughs> yeah super ready <laughs>
0: it is the last day of the show so i, I don't blame you entirely
7: Yeah. totally pooped uh
0: Please give our listeners a little information about yourself and what you do.
7: Uh, I am an artist on most currently Hellheim with Oni Press. Yeah. Other works? Yeah, lots of other stuff. I just did a Batman 66 uh, with Jeff Parker. That was super fun. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I got, I got stuff happening.
0: You got stuff. There's stuff happening. Yeah. Uh, welcome to Surviving Creativity. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, <laughs> We have creators on the show, and we ask them all five questions. And there's no right or wrong answer, and you can answer them however you want. So before we start, are you willing to answer our five questions?
7: Yeah, I don't know if they're going to be any good, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're terrible. I'm
7: not supposed to be funny, am I?
0: No, you can do whatever they're whatever you want.
7: Oh,
0: okay. Okay. Question the first. Uh, please define for me success. I
7: walk down that aisle. Um. <laughs> you know, it's cool. Success. Uh. I maybe my version is a bit skewed i i'm gonna take i'm gonna answer it how eight year old Joel would have defined success because I'm still confused myself okay. so that would mean uh fresh flowers um, an, uh, an eternal puppy and uh, my own bedroom <laughs> i
0: the uh, my this is my favorite answer to, i've <laughs> I've talked to like 20 people and this is the best answer yet.
7: <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. Success means I get to sleep in every day. Uh, that hasn't changed oh, from the eight year old That's
0: great. That is a great answer to that yeah. question.
7: <laughs> yeah. I sleep in.
0: Uh, please tell me a story about your greatest failure.
7: My greatest failure? Uh, I tried to teach myself how to knit. <laughs> it was awful. It was terrible? Yeah. It didn't go well. No. What?
0: <laughs> what was what was the end result of teaching yourself the knit?
7: Just uh, a whole lot of uh, knots on the floor. That I like. Yeah, I couldn't even get to the part where you're supposed to roll the yarn into a ball. Right, right, right. Uh, it was just awful. <laughs> well, and I had a I have a puppy, uh, not an eternal puppy. Just in case right. you were wondering, right. I have not I'm not totally successful, but uh, I have a puppy that was on the other end of the yarn, eating it the whole time so I get to these like knit parts and it's got dog slobber all over it and I think that affected the gauge like it made it shrink like okay. so parts of the scarf were like wonky shaped I'm gonna I'm gonna have trouble getting through this sorry, <laughs> sorry. are
0: you <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs> the eternal puppy thing Fucking kill me. <laughs> what well, you've thought of it too, though. I, I have. <laughs> yeah. Really? Well, sure, everybody would love that. Well,
0: okay. This is not one of the questions, but define for me an internal puppy.
7: Well, it's just like it sounds. It's like a dog that never grows up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's
7: success. Yeah. yeah. Maybe a night out with friends, too. <laughs>
0: I don't know. This is the best. <laughs> uh, okay. Whew. Uh, well, but what did you what did you learn from failing to learn how to knit? That's not one of the questions either. I just want to know.
7: <laughs> I learned to um, just stick with what I'm good at. Right. Yeah, I draw pictures. <laughs> that's, that's good.
0: Don't <laughs> knit. Uh, okay. Deep breath. Uh <laughs> Third, third question. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even remember the fucking question. No. Th- okay, third question. Yeah. Uh, tell, tell us about your process.
7: Wait, for work? for it's,
0: it's your question. You can answer it however you want.
7: Okay. Uh, I wake up uh, around 11. Yeah. First, I go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm You're take us through it. <laughs> well, <laughs> <my process. laughs> that's the first thing that everybody does. Right. Uh, I get a little breakfast yeah. Like usually a coffee And a pastry Right <laughs> Chocolate croissants Are sure. my bag uh, That's your jam Yeah that's my jam uh, I don't know I go to the studio I do like a uh, I give myself an hour To warm up Yeah uh, So I do a, like a warm up Doodle sketch
0: You post those Those are really
7: good Yeah sometimes I post them I don't post the bad ones <laughs> And then uh, Yeah and then I get to it And my day will be Anywhere between 8 to 16 hours Jesus I know 16 hours Yeah Yeah
0: Without stopping, you just go go go.
7: Yeah, yeah. Uh, bathroom breaks yeah. are very important. Right. For food food for your health. You uh, eat. I do eat yeah. Pop Tarts mostly. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Pop Tarts and Red Bulls.
0: And that's that's what keeps that's what keeps the art fueled.
7: Yeah, and it gives my complexion a glowing. <laughs> a glowing. I don't know, that's not true. I know. I use I take vitamin E for that. Okay.
4: <laughs>
1: Please come on the show and do a
5: full <laughs> episode with us. Okay,
7: if you want is. I'm the Okay. Okay.
0: Okay. Wait, no, I've got two
7: more questions. Okay. Okay.
0: I'm ready. Uh, uh, what's your trick?
7: My trick. Yeah. Um, uh, I used to be good at accents, <laughs> <laughs> okay. but I'm out of practice. You're out of practice? Right, I'm out of practice.
0: Do you, uh, you want to show us one, or you want to no, wait till later? No,
7: not. Uh, no way. Okay. Yeah. Well,
0: uh, if yeah. you come on the show, will you do one for us?
7: Maybe. It, it helps if I have a cold. I do like a really good Russian accent when I have a cold, <laughs> but I can only say like two sentences. But what? they're killer. Trust me.
0: <laughs> we'll wait until you're not feeling well, and then we'll have you on the show.
7: That's perfect. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. Last question. Okay. Uh, because I'm afraid, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to hurt myself. <laughs>
7: okay.
0: Uh, give us one piece of advice.
7: Um. Gosh, one piece of advice. Um. I, I guess floss. Oh, wash your face twice a day it's really? good for you Okay. Uh,
0: do you take face washing breaks while you're drawing
7: no 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 I do it as soon as you wake up uh-huh. uh, I didn't include that in my process I'm sorry and then before you go to bed okay. you wash your face Right. Uh, keep your hands clean Yeah, yeah. Um, don't wipe your ass on the towels R- <laughs> this is advice from my mother <laughs> her old timey wisdom
0: uh, don't wipe your ass on the towels
7: yeah <laughs> yeah that's
0: that's your old timey wisdom
7: know. I don't know I that I don't have any advice that was a question of advice <laughs> I like so I like it your now. advice that's all I got that's That that's
0: all five questions
7: yeah oh okay no you're done <laughs> okay
0: uh thank you so much for answering our five questions and thoroughly entertaining me you're absolutely the end of this episode by the way okay. <laughs> you're going <on. laughs> okay um well, now's your chance to plug whatever you want to plug and send our listeners wherever you want to send them
7: okay uh, you can look at my website Joel I'm on Twitter same name uh, go read Helheim I think it's great um, it, is. It, is. it is really great <laughs> and Colin's really great he wrote it yep, yep. <laughs> I'm
0: bad and you're just as entertaining on Twitter as you are in real life
7: yeah but but I rarely I rarely post. Unless my mom's visiting. <laughs> Unless your mother's in town. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much, Joelle. You, you really, this is delightful. Thank oh, you.
7: I'm, I'm glad.
0: <laughs> Enjoy the rest of the show.
7: Thanks, you too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you so much for joining us this week on Surviving Creativity. If you like the micro-interview, be sure to let us know on Twitter at Surviving Show or head over to the Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Surviving Creativity. Let us know there. Remember, this show is made possible by listeners like you. So if you're not a patron, consider becoming one. And if you are a patron, be sure to check out the Patreon RSS exclusive feed where you'll get access to the new outtakes and bonus episode for this week featuring last week's guest, John Ying. Again, thank you so much, and we'll see you next week on Surviving Creativity.